please be seated. It's now time for the children, young people, to go to various parts of the building, the places they normally go, not just <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> Enjoy what you're doing. I smell popcorn. Is that a thing going on? Oh, oh, oops, sorry. There may be popcorn. <laughs> Oh. And please say hello to someone. Oh, ask people how they are. Oh, see how their week's been. Oh, have you done that already? Oh, okay. Don't worry then. Well, we have been looking at the frontline course. I've said that a few times because we've been studying it for eight weeks now, and on Wednesday we finished the final one. And we thought that today we would show, as we showed the first DVD to start the course, we'd show the final one that would finish the course. You don't have to have um, been at the whole course to understand what is going on, but I'll just do a quick recap to fill you in if you haven't been able to come along or if you haven't been here on Sundays when we've been looking at the same theme. So what we've been doing is we've been looking at the six M's. There's little cards over in our welcome corner, welcome stroke prayer corner, um, if you'd like to pick one up. They've got the six M's on. And what we've looked at is how to, on our front lines, that's the place, if you don't know by now, the place that you spend most of your time when you're not in church, that's our front line, that's our area of life where we meet people, where we interact with people. And for some of us, it's one place. So we might go to a job and we might spend our time there. And that's the majority of our time spent on that front line, although we also have family and we also have friends that we meet up with. But for many of us, as we discovered when doing this course, there's lots of front lines that we have because we go to lots of different places during the week and we see lots of different people. All of those are our front lines, places where we interact with people and where we see people who don't know God, who don't know what God is like, and we're there to show these people. So we've looked at the six M's which on our front lines, we've looked at how to model godly character. So how to show the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives every day in front of whoever we might be with. How to show that character. We've looked at how to make good work, which is how the work that is given to us by God, how we can do it to the best that we can, and how in doing things well and in doing good work, that this is bringing glory to God. Whatever we're doing whether people see us do it or whether people don't see what we're doing, we'd give our best to everything that we're doing. We've looked at how to minister grace and love, how to show God's love in practical ways to those around us. We've looked at how to mould our culture, how to change negativity in our culture into positive things, how to speak good things into conversations when people might be being negative, how to bring positive ways of living into a culture that might not have such positive ways of living. We've looked at how to be a mouthpiece for truth and justice, how to speak up for people who maybe can't speak up for themselves or how to speak up in situations when people are talking about others in a way that is not positive. And we've looked at how to be a messenger of the gospel, how to show Jesus not just in actions and the way we live, but with our words as well, how to talk about him and how to tell people why we're living the way that we're living. So we looked at these six M's. We've looked at all these ways of being fruitful on our front lines. 
all these different ways of how to live for God wherever we may find ourselves, whoever we're in front of, whoever we're interacting with. And on Wednesday, we had our final session, which we will look at in a moment. The session was entitled The Journey On, or if you like, where we go from here, what happens now, how we continue to live our lives for God wherever we might be, rather than simply settling back into doing the basics, completing the tasks, living so that we can get everything done, we, how we keep our minds focused on actually living out these six M's which we've talked about. It's a DVD which obviously you can engage with whether you've done the course or not because it's got lots of things in which you can um, relate to. So settle back, get comfortable. In our discussion on Wednesday evening, when, after the DVD, when we were talking about what we'd, we'd seen and what we'd heard, we, it was commented that often as Christians we begin to believe that to live for God on our front line, things have to be going well in our own lives. We have to be in the right place to be able to show other people what God is like. We have to have minimal problems, and if we do have problems, we have to be coping well with them so that people can see how God is helping us. Or we think that for God to be doing things on our front line, we need to be seeing things happen. We need to be having good conversations regularly. We need to be building meaningful relationships. We need to be seeing people change and grow. But as Claire showed on the DVD in the doctor's surgery, and as, let's call her Judith, the head teacher showed as well, life doesn't have to be going well or showing signs of progress for God to be working. Sometimes we simply need to keep going. We simply need to be aware of the people around us that we're interacting with and how we treat them, as well as the tasks that we've got to complete that day. And we also need to remember that wherever we are and whoever we are with and whatever we're doing, that we're not alone. Because as Mark Green pointed out in that DVD, God promises to be with us. And he trusts us with what he has given us to do, with how he has given us to live. There's a great passage in the book of Hebrews in the Bible which was written along these lines. It was written to encourage the Christians of the time to keep going because life was tough and the danger was that they would start to become weary of following God. So the author of the book of Hebrews writes a wonderful passage about all the great men and women of God who have gone before, those in the past who have lived their lives of faith for God. It is, of course, found in Hebrews chapter 11. It's the whole chapter. And among the names that are mentioned, there's so many names mentioned in that passage, there are many famous people, people such as Noah and Abraham and Jacob and Moses and Rahab and Samson and David, along with many, many others who are named as people of faith. And the interesting thing about this list in this passage, this list of people, is that many of them were flawed characters. Many of them had very checkered lives. Some of them did terrible things to other people. But they're listed in Hebrews chapter 11 as people who are praised for their lives of faith in God because they kept going and they kept coming back to him, whatever their circumstances. And then after the author of Hebrews has written this chapter, goes on to write the start of the next chapter, chapter 12, by saying this, it should appear on the screen. The beginning of chapter 12, 
We have all these great people around us as examples, the ones mentioned in chapter 11. Their lives tell us what faith means. So we too should run the race that is before us and never quit. We should remove from our lives anything that would slow us down and the sin that so often makes us fall. We must never stop looking to Jesus. He is the leader of our faith and he is the one who makes our faith complete. He suffered death on a cross, but he accepted the shame of the cross as if it were nothing because of the joy he could see waiting for him. And now he is sitting at the right side of God's throne. Think about Jesus. He patiently endured the angry insults that sinful people were shouting at him. Think about him so that you won't get discouraged and stop trying. The writer of the book of Hebrews starts the beginning of chapter 12 by telling those who are reading us, if you like, that we're surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses. Great names in the Bible have gone before, and then those who have followed them. Phoebe among them now. Great people who surround us. But not just people who stand passively watching whether we succeed or fail. People instead who have lived their lives that we can look at to encourage us to keep going. And people who wait to cheer us on as we get to the finish line. Those themselves who have never stopped looking to God, even when life has been difficult. Those who have thought about him, those who have never stopped trying, even after they've done terrible things. Those who encourage us to seek to do the same, whatever our circumstances. So as many of us swap one front line for another during the summer as we go to different places, as we see different people, as we bump into people that we've never met before. Let's not take this as an opportunity to take a break from living for God, to put aside our front line and pretend that we come back to it after the summer. But instead, let's be encouraged to keep on running the race that is before us and to keep looking at Jesus. Whether we go to another country, whether we stay in this country, whether we stay where we are, to continue on as we seek to witness on our front line. We're just going to spend a few moments in quiet, maybe take stock of the things that we've been thinking about if we've done the course, or the things that have been happening on our front line recently, how we've dealt with them, how we've faced situations, maybe the places that we're going to go to in the next few days and weeks, and maybe we could think forward. What are some of the people we might see, some of the situations we might find ourselves in? How can we sort of mentally prepare ourselves to face those situations as children of God? And then after we've had a few moments of quiet, we're going to sing together as we focus our lives on Jesus again, as we look at him, as we keep looking at him. So let's just spend a few moments in quiet. In a small book that Matt Redman wrote about worship, he says this. In a potentially hypnotizing world, the challenge for undivided worshippers is to keep their eyes fixed on Jesus. Simple to define, perhaps, but in practice, not quite so easy. Our hearts are tugged in so many different directions. Around every corner are new distractions fighting for our attention. 
So many things that could deflect our time and energy away from loving God. The psalmist in Psalm 86 cries out, Give me an undivided heart. And we ask the same today. So maybe you'd like to stand as we offer God our hearts, our front lines, our lives, as we sing Jesus be the centre. Let's stand together.